0: Airport files. Hi, my name is Sharia and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Aviation Files, best podcast for all aviation enthusiasts. In today's episode, we will discuss the arrest of thieving baggage handlers at Delhi Airport, Air France's 90th birthday, Air India's new seating options for women flying solo, and the extension of Air New Zealand's COVID flight credits. So without further ado, let's begin. Today we travel to the capital of India, New Delhi, where Indira Gandhi International Airport saw an interesting, kind of scary, arrest recently. Seven baggage handlers at New Delhi's Indira Gandhi International Airport have been apprehended in connection with a series of thefts encompassing valuable items such as gold, luxury watches, airpods, sunglasses, and foreign currency. The arrest came as a response to a growing number of thefts at the airport, which had drawn the attention of officials and the local police. Deputy Commissioner of Police Devesh Mala highlighted that baggage thefts had become an escalating concern over the past year, prompting the establishment of a dedicated team to address the issue. The investigation was initiated on after authorities observed patterns of theft occurring during specific shifts, utilizing CCTV footage and questioning the baggage loaders from the implicated shifts. The police ultimately succeeded in bringing seven of them into custody. One of the accused finally admitted to their involvement in the thefts, confessing to stealing various jewelry and selling it for cash. What's particularly striking is that the accused emphasized that they didn't act alone, indicating that they were likely a network of individuals involved across multiple airlines. The stolen stolen items were quite diverse, ranging from golden earrings, chains, and luxury watches, to AirPods, sunglasses, and foreign currency from multiple countries. These thefts generated numerous complaints from passengers. For instance, a passenger traveling from Melbourne via Singapore to Delhi noticed her gold jewelry missing after checking in for a domestic flight. In another case, a passenger traveling domestically with Vistara reported a watch worth 468,000 Indian rupees, $5,630, stolen during their flight from Delhi to Goa. The incident raises questions about the security protocols of airlines and airports. One aspect to consider is the consistency in applying aviation security guidelines. In this case, it was found that certain airlines had not followed the regulations provided by the Indian Bureau of Civil Aviation Security. This lapse in security protocols calls for a re re-evaluation of airlines and airport security practices to ensure that stringent standards are maintained constantly. Similar incidents of theft by re- airport or airline staff have occurred worldwide highlighting the need for heightened security measures. In Miami, for example, three TSA agents were arrested for fraud and grand theft after they were uh, pilfering items from passengers' luggage at Miami International Airport. Surveillance footage shows um, that these agents would work together to distract unsuspecting passengers and discreetly pocket items before sending the bags down the security line. This demonstration... This demonstrates that thefts involving airport personnel are not isolated incidents and suggest a need for vigilance and surveillance to prevent such occurrences. To summarize, the thefts by baggage handlers at New Delhi's airport underscored the importance of maintaining stringent security measures in the aviation industry. These incidents, along with similar cases worldwide, emphasize the need for consistent enforcement of security protocols and vigilant monitoring to deter theft and maintain the safety and trust of passengers. Now, it's time to celebrate a very important birthday in the aviation industry, Air France's 90th birthday. Air France marked a significant milestone on October 7th when it celebrated its 90th anniversary, solidifying its position as one of the most venerable and prosperous airlines in operation today. The airline we recognize at Air as Air France today came into being on October 7th, 1933, a product of the amalgamation of several leading aviation companies, including Air Orient, Air Union, and I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but Societe General de Transports Ariens and the the Compagnie International de Navigation Arien and Aeropostel Airlines. Air France boasts a diverse and extensive fleet of over 240 aircraft, encompassing models from Airbus, Boeing, and Embraer. This impressive fleet is used to connect passengers to more than 200 destinations around the world, with roughly 1,000 daily flights. The airline has been a key player in various milestones in the in the annals of modern aviation history. Air France began its 90th anniversary pr- uh, preparations almost a month ahead of the grand day. The festivities kicked off with an exhibition at the renowned Galleries Lafayette in Paris on September 28th and will continue until October 10th. The exhibition showcases a range of items available for purchase, including model aircraft, posters, and other iconic memorabilia. Among these keepsakes is Air France's frame vintage travel bag. The exhibition also presents unique pieces crafted by the acclaimed designer Xavier Rons, the head of the costume design workshops at the Paris Opera Ballet. Rons, or Ronze, I'm not really sure, has designed five hot couture outs- outfits, each representing a different facet of the airline. The exhibition also features collections from Air France's partner fashion brands, including Bern- Bernardaud, Brun de Vian Th- Teron, Delce, Le Parapluie de Cherbourg, and Vanessa Bruno. Throughout its history, Air France has consistently pushed the boundaries of, a- of the aviation industry. It was the first airline to embrace the world's inaugural twin-engine wide-body airliner, the Airbus A300, and it later became the launch partner for the Airbus A320, a leading twin-engine narrow-body aircraft. Since then, Air France has maintained a close partnership with Airbus, incorporating nearly every model the manufacturer has to offer. Even in the face of challenges such as the 1970s oil crisis, Air France continued to innovate and introduce better aircraft, including the Boeing 727, 737, and the iconic Boeing 747, known as the Queen of the Skies. In fact, you can see one of Air France's retired Boeing 747s at the Paris Air and Space Museum at uh, Le Bourget Airport on the outskirts of uh, Paris. And they have one that, they have a 747 you can actually go inside of. I personally have never been there, but I really hope to one day. Air France holds the distinction of being one of the only two airlines to operate the world's first supersonic jetliner, the Concorde. Although the Concorde program did not attain the heights originally envisioned, it showcased Air France's commitment to innovation and experimentation. In 2004, Air France joined forces with the Dutch flag carrier KLM to form the Air France KLM Group. This merger allowed both airlines to pool their resources and reach new heights together. 90 years on, Air France continues to thrive, which is no small feat considering the dynamic and often turbulent nature of the aviation industry. The airline remains steadfast in its commitment to providing exceptional service and contributes to the aviation industry. As it approaches its cent- centenary, we hope we can look we hope to look forward to celebrating a century of French aviation excellence in Air, Air France's journey is not only a testament to its resilience, but also an embodiment of the ever-evolving and enduring spirit of aviation. Now, let's head back to India for a look at Air India's new seating options for women flying alone. Air India is set to launch a new initiative aimed at improving the travel experience for solo female passengers and mothers traveling with their children. The airline, which has recently undergone a rejuvenation, will provide alternative seating options for these specific groups of travelers, According to reports from the Hindustan Times, this initiative is part of Air India's effort to boost its popularity as a preferred carrier in India and to prioritize the comfort and security of its passengers. Under this new directive, solo female travelers and mothers flying with their children alone will be given the choice of window or aisle seats at no extra cost. This move was prompted by feedback from past female passengers who expressed discomfort when assigned middle seats on their journeys. Air India aims to address these concerns by offering more convenient seating options, ensuring a more pleasant and secure travel experience. The airline staff will be given the discretion, discretion to make uh, seat assignments that best serve the interests of these passengers. This means that during the seat allocation process, they can prioritize window or aisle seats for solo female travelers and mothers of children. While some criti- critiques argue that the need, some, while some critics argue, that the need for such an initiative could be obviated with a more organized and less chaotic seat allocation system during booking or check in, Air India seems committed to taking this proactive step in response to fa- passenger feedback. The move reflects the airline's dedication to ensuring the safety and well being of female and family travelers on its flights. Air India has aptly, aptly named the initiative the Gender Sensitive Seat Assignment Practice. It empowers airport staff and crew to modify seat assignments as needed to better serve the interests of these passengers. In a broader context, the approach aligns with the global trend among airlines to address gender-based seat selection concerns. In the past, airlines such as British Airways, Qantas Airlines, Air New Zealand, and Virgin Australia, based in Brisbane, have made headlines for their gender-based seat allocation policies. They have imposed restrictions on seating unaccompanied children next to adult males due to perceived safety concerns. This, in turn, has sparked discussions about gender stereotypes and safety. Conversely, not all airlines are reinforcing gender-based distinctions in their services. KLM, a Dutch carrier, has taken a different approach. In a move reported by Simple Flying in May, KLM has relaxed traditional gender labels and titles, allowing passengers to choose the X option if none of the conventional gender abbreviations align with their identity. In summary, Air India's new seating initiative designed to accommodate accommodate solo female travelers and mothers traveling alone represents a proactive step to address passenger feedback and enhance the travel experience. While it may spark debates about the need for such measures, it underscores the airline's commitment to passenger comfort and safety, aligning with broader global discussions on gender-based seat selection practices in the airline industry. Finally, let's move to our last story of the day, which takes place in New Zealand, where Air New Zealand graciously extended its COVID flight credits to 2026. Air New Zealand has extended the expiration date for its travel credits, providing relief to the customers. Originally, the airline expected passengers to redeem their credits by booking before Janu- January 2024, with the intention to travel by the end of that year. However, they have now extended the expiration date to, to, to January 2026. This extension allows passengers more time to consider the, and plan their future journeys. The airline reported that 85% of passengers have already used their COVID-19 credits, which were obtained during the various lockdowns experienced during the pandemic. Passengers who hold credits directly from the airline can easily rebook online, as there is a credit redemption option at the checkout when purchasing flights through the airline's website or over the phone via their customer call center. Travelers with credits through travel agents should contact their agents for further information on terms and conditions. It's worth noting that the credit extensions apply only to tickets issued before October 2022. Air New Zealand CFO Richard Thompson stated that over that over 200 million New Zealand dollars, approximately 119 million US dollars in credits are still to be redeemed by customers. This extension is a customer-friendly move aimed at giving passengers more time to reconsider and rebook their flights. The decis- this decision comes as airlines worldwide face scrutiny regarding credit expirations. In a similar move, Qantas re- uh, recently eliminated its requirement for customers to redeem nearly 400 million dollars, uh, 400 million Australian dollars, about 255 U.S. dollars in credits by the end of the year. With only 15 percent of Air New Zealand's credits remaining, the extended two-year deadline provides passengers with ample time to rebook and the airline has launched sales to attract travelers, including offers to the Pacific Islands for under 300 New Zealand dollars one-way, approximately 179 US dollars. Air New Zealand's home base at Auckland Airport has also faced challenges due to increased travel demand. The airport has received complaints from passengers and airlines about long wait times for international arrivals screenings. The airport's staffing and resources shortages have limited its capacity to handle the influx of 2,150 international passengers arriving hourly. While such congestion is expected at airports during peak times, Auckland Airport has acknowledged that it has not been meeting its expected service levels. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Do make sure to support my podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, and make sure to check out my Instagram, The Aviation Files. Until next time.